Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and it is Halloween Eve. I forever have been a huge fan of scary stories. Yeah. In fact, the last... Here's, here's an interesting question for you. Think about this uh, for yourself. What was the last movie that you saw in the theater? What was the last movie you saw in the theater before COVID. Maybe you've gone back. I'd, I'd like to go back. I'll admit I haven't yet. I'm sorry to the movie industry. Uh, I'm not helping you out right now too big. But uh, before before uh, we kind of locked down here and started changing the way we live our lives due to COVID, the last movie I saw in the movie theater was that movie, A Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Do you remember that book when you were young? There were about, uh, I think, maybe three in the series. And one thing, you may remember the illustrations more so even than the stories themselves. Yeah, there's the, just the, just close your eyes and try to picture uh, the, the scary stories to tell in the dark cover. And if I remember right, there's a creepy old windmill. It's kind of in tatters. The colors are uh, dark. It's an aggressive kind of scratchy type of illustration. Uh, there's also a, a scarecrow who has a, a beleaguered, almost demonic-looking uh, face. Oh, and if you flip in the pages there, you find there's the one uh, story about the missing toe. And can you can you picture the illustration of that toe? Anyway, when I was young, I remember when those books came out, uh, those scholastic publications. It was one of the first uh, that books I was able to afford and purchase through the Scholastic Book Fair. Remember those flyers would be distributed from time to time uh, in your class? Yeah. Most of the time we couldn't afford a book uh, from there, and I was always envious of the rich kids on the other side of the classroom who were buying uh, yo-yos and magic books and uh, boxcar children stories. Well, there was one time I was able to scratch up uh, uh, some pennies, bring them all together, and I bought Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. The reason I tell you that is because it was the last movie I saw in the theater. Remember, uh, last year, 2019, sometime there was uh, a movie made of those stories, and it was great. I loved it. It was wonderful. One, one unfortunate thing, which I lament, though, about those books, the Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, they, the illustrations have changed. Yeah, if you go to the if you go to the bookstore right now, it's not the it's not the red background with the real creepy illustrations for whatever reason. And I someday I'll have to track down the story here if it ended up being uh, a copyright thing or who knows. I sure hope it wasn't that young people thought the illustrations to be too scary. I hope that's not the case. I hope that's not the case. 
Anyway, uh, I, I tell you all of that uh, simply to, to, to reveal that I am a huge fan of the spooky stuff. Yeah. My mom, I can remember very young, probably inappropriately young, uh, watching movies with my mom like Halloween and Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. And so I got uh, excited when I saw a story uh, by Andrew Adams. You know, Andrew Adams he used to do daily reports here on KSL News Radio. Uh, now he's a big shot TV reporter. Uh, well, he traveled out to uh, Ballard, Utah to, to look at Skinwalker Ranch. And he spent some time down there and uh, had some experiences. I want to walk through some of the history uh, and some of what he found uh, on Skinwalker Ranch. Regulars maintain uh, that someone can spend weeks at Skinwalker Ranch and nothing bad, odd, or unusual happens. Uh, But according to Andrew Adams' story, that's all true until in an instant, everything changes. There has been, and you may know this story, you probably grew up hearing it, uh, there's a shadow. Uh, over the Skinwalker Ranch, which has loomed over that property, uh, according to some, uh, dating back to the 1800s. There are those who will talk about a curse on the ground, that a demonic being uh, roams and can take the form of, people say, a wolf or a coyote, uh, a crow or a human. In the 1950s, Skinwalker Ranch and the area around it started being referred to as UFO Alley. Numerous anomalous events and strange activities have received worldwide media attention. Since then, the area has been the site of decades of study, some maybe clandestinely funded by the government. In 96, the property was purchased by a billionaire, a billionaire businessman who also happened to be a UFO enthusiast. If I remember correctly, 1996, that was a big year for the (laughs) X-Files. That show I always loved watching with my dad and my sister. Uh, That billionaire named Robert Bigelow, uh, he used to conduct his own experiments uh, and would study things, otherworldly things, there on his ranch. His findings were never shared with the public. Never shared with the public. Three years ago, the property was sold to a new owner uh, who is now leading a team in a new investigation and for the first time uh, allowing television cameras to document their shocking discoveries. Shocking discoveries. That's all part of a write-up by Andrew Adams. He uh, was that part of that film crew, and he, in his story, had an occasion to speak with the superintendent of Skinwalker Ranch, Thomas Winterton. Uh, and here is Thomas, uh, Superintendent Winterton, explaining what goes on. At the ranch, poltergeist type stuff, uh, UFO sightings, cattle mutilations. I had a mysterious bump that started to form on my head pretty rapidly, and over the course of a few days, my scalp completely separated from my skull. Wow, <laughs> jeez. He goes on describing uh, the skinwalker that roams the ranch. A shapeshifter. It's a demonic being that can take on the shape of of many different animals or the form of a human. Now, I mentioned Andrew Adams. I want you to hear from him. He uh, uh, traveled there with a photographer. They traveled to Skinwalker Ranch together, interviews for the story. Uh, He says, though, the day quickly proved to be anything but the usual. It started to feel like an intelligence was toying with us when our electronics began to malfunction. What does it say? Calibration failed, that it was too strong to actually calibrate. At the time, our drone encountered an unexpected interference. I don't know what that is or if it has any relationship to what's happened with your drone. The RF sensors started going crazy. Well, this is a recording I just made 30 seconds ago. 
when a contrail shadow began to appear in the sky. Look at below it. There's like a dark... Well, it's not as dark now. No, it's not as now. Everyone scrambled inside. <laughs> Andrew's the best. Andrew's the absolute best. Hey, Amy, would you do me a favor? Amy, would you make sure that we have his story shared on the Facebook page? Uh, you, you've got to see this. I'm playing excerpts for you of his adventure at Skinwalker Rants. You have to see it in its entirety. It's uh, it's it's spooky and hilarious. Uh, here, Andrew, he, he goes on to describe uh, what the camera caught. And he says it wasn't a bird. To see what the cameras caught. Something moves through there. It was barely a blip. Right here. Yeah. I know what that guy is. And yet it couldn't have been a bigger deal. There. Oh, my gosh. There it is. See it? Uh, yeah. The slender, cigar-shaped object didn't appear to fly like a bird or plane. This is so good. This is so great. All right, he, go- he continues uh, describing one of the drones. So Andrew and his team, they had a drone down there, uh, and it wouldn't take flight for whatever reason. Photographer uh, Megan Thackeray couldn't find an explanation The drone took off, ultimately, when it was asked nicely to do so. The next time our drone failed to launch, near the epicenter of the ranch's activity. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't have an answer. Will you please allow us to fly the drone? It literally took a prayer. (laughs) For the drone to start working. Wow. I said it out loud and (laughs) there it is in the air. There you go. It's it's a fun, creepy story. You, you've been hearing legends of Skinwalker Ranch for a lifetime, I'm sure. Uh, check out that full report on my Facebook page. Uh, and that's going to do it for me. It's time for me to sign off. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to gather up my beautiful new baby Piper. She dressed up like a skunk. We're going to do some trick-or-treating this weekend, exercising, of course, all the good safety guidelines. And uh, you and I will meet back here on Monday, 1230. Next up, Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News here on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.